Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Enlighten Me podcast. I'm your host, Mackenzie. Thank you for tuning in. And today we have a super special episode for you. I am here with my husband, and we are sitting down for our annual, I think I can call it that because it's the third year in a row now, our annual year in review episode. So welcome, Justin. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to you, the people, for wanting me to be back on. Uh, I've had my contract renewed, and the heartfelt hubby is ready to look back at 2020, the year that was, with my beautiful bride by my side. Yes, we cannot wait. We have done a lot of preparation for this episode. We had listeners write in questions. We listened to our last year's year interview in preparation. And I had to laugh to myself because in that episode, we apologized for the audio quality of the year before because we thought it sounded really bad. And then this year, as we listened back to that other one, we thought that sounded kind of bad. And not just because it was bad audio, but also because there was a baby crying throughout part of it. So once again, we're sorry. I guess we'll just apologize every year for our bad audio quality. Yeah, we were attempting to give parent advice, and yet our screaming child was very audible in the background. (laughs) Not a good look. Not a great look, but we will not have that problem today because we are at a hotel, we're out of town, there are no babies in our room, and I don't think in any of the rooms next to us, though I will say this is now the third time we've started recording because the first two times, literal fireworks started outside of our window, and I don't know why because it's January 2nd, so I thought we were done with that, but apparently not. Everyone's so excited about 2021, just like we are, that they're just uh, really looking to start it out with a bang days in a row now. Yeah, apparently. But hopefully we are in the clear now, so we're ready to go with some great audio quality for everybody. So last year when we sat down, that was in January, and that was obviously right before the whole world shut down and there was a global pandemic. And it was funny listening to some of our goals and some of our hopes for the year to come and just how much those have changed. So now we're kind of looking back at how 2020 was, some of the highs and the lows and funny things that happened. And then we're also looking ahead to the year to come and hopefully making some plans for 2021. Cautiously optimistic about that. And then just also answering a few questions about ethical stuff, eco-friendly stuff, funny questions, just different things that people wrote in and they want to hear about. So let's dive in, shall we? First question, how was 2020 overall as a whole? How would you summarize it? How was the year for you? Did you get to travel? Did you get to do much stuff? Do you want to start? Sure. Yeah, I get like everything we see especially as the year was drawing to a close of the you know basically everyone trashing 2020 f 2020 yeah it it, (laughs) i mean it you know it was a hard year uh, for all of us in varying forms and i just think that uh, to take that lightly in any way would be a disservice but i do want to and maybe this is just the type of person i am tend to be glass half full Uh, As hard as it was, I felt like there was so much blessing in it and so many ways in which, you know, we grew through the hardship. I think it ultimately was so much like blessing in disguise. And I know that might be easy to say from our certain vantage point, but I hope for everyone to a degree, uh, there was 
just some blessing and what was having to focus in internally on ourselves, think about our relationships, our family dynamic, our friend dynamic, and ultimately, rather than just kind of go through the motions in life, really press in and discovering what's most important and chasing after that. And so, yeah, it was hard in so many ways, but I think ultimately uh, we'll look back at 2020 as just a pivotal year in our lives of really building us up in all the right ways. Yeah, totally. I I agree. I mean, I don't think it was just like a crap year altogether for us personally, but I think there were highs and there were lows and it wasn't what we expected at all. It's not how we planned the year to go, but that's okay. There were still good things that came out of it. We should point out too that we've been really fortunate to not really personally be affected by COVID as far as like us or any of our like immediate family or close friends getting sick. So that's obviously a huge blessing and alters our perspective on things. But yeah, it's been very different. We were actually in Disney World when we found out about COVID reaching the U.S. And I remember being in Orlando and watching the news and thinking like, well, that's not good. This is weird. What's happening? You know, and Disney World's probably the last place I would want to be when a (laughs) global virus takes over the world. But We got it in and got home safely, and then we didn't travel for a long time. We did get to do a little bit of road tripping over the summer, which was fun and a great, great way to get out of the house. That was probably the best thing, was just being away from home and having a change of scenery for a little while. But for the most part, we also really enjoyed our togetherness and time at home. Yeah, it was uh, staycations galore. Yeah. And I think you'll really see that as a common theme in a lot of answers to our questions and just ways that we've learned and, and grown and all this is just how uh, special that quality time was together as a family. And something else was that I quit my job in 2020, more towards the beginning of it, and my last day was like two weeks after we went completely virtually and kind of everything shut down. That was supposed to be my last day. And I was like, well, that is a really crappy way to end and to leave things is virtually and not getting to say goodbye to people. And all the students had gone home. They were all sent home. And I mean, it just sucked. And I luckily got to work actually a couple extra months because we were just working from home and I didn't need to worry about childcare And We had some help with family, and so we worked it out where I could stay on a little longer and train who was replacing me. So it it worked out well, but it still was just a really sucky way to end my job there. That's not what I thought it would be, and it still hasn't been. Like, I thought I would get to go back and visit and still keep in touch with my students, and I haven't really been able to do that. And so it's, yeah, it's been really unfortunate in that sense but there have also been a lot of things that came out of 2020 that might not have happened if it weren't for the state of the world which is actually the next question this is something that shannon asked was what's one amazing thing that might not have happened if not for the hardship of 2020 i i could answer several things here like there were a lot of really big changes in our lives as a whole like between me quitting my job, my dad retired, which he might not have done, so I'm happy about that because I'll get to see him more. Your parents are moving to be by us, which might not have happened, who knows? We're having another baby, so there's a lot of really cool things, but I would say when I first read this question, the thing that came to mind was your brother and sister-in-law coming to stay with us, which 
was just super fun, and I know they're going to listen to this episode, so shout out to them. But yeah, that was just a really fun time. They kind of came right as things were shutting down. Um, They're both teachers, so they were online, and they were supposed to be going on a trip, and it was canceled, so they were like, well, we'll drive out to see you guys instead. And we kind of thought, like, they would be there for a week. And then it turned into four weeks. <laughs> and <laughs> most people, when they hear that, they're like, wow. And I'm like, it was awesome. It was so great. We, we all helped each other so we could all, like, work some and get stuff done. But it was just a lot of fun. We, like, we would do stuff together. But then we would also take turns, like, staying home. So one couple could go out on a date. Well, which, a COVID date, so nothing too exciting but (laughs) yeah it it was just it was super fun and it's like one of those things where when will we ever again get to spend four weeks straight with them in the same house like that probably won't happen so that was really cool yeah and it was hugely transformative times for baker i mean they basically got to see his first steps and so many ways he was growing and personality and physically and right all the above they got to be a part of that which was really special yeah, I think them visiting us. I mean, we had a number of people who came and visited us. I joked for a while that we became like a quarantine safe haven. <laughs> people knew that we were laying low and staying safe. So if they could make the trek, uh, they knew they'd be uh, safe in our place. And so we, but yeah, we just got to share such quality time with each other, with these family members, friends. Yeah, it's that kind of time that you don't get when you just spend time with people in passing like we get to legitimately do life together with so many people uh, literally under the same roof and it just made for a really special time together I can remember hearing when COVID all really started getting crazy someone sharing the story about how they asked these parents what do you think about COVID how trying has this been and they had all these negative things to say but then when they asked their kids the same questions about their experience they talked about you know movie nights with mom and dad and game nights and you know all these awesome memories made that that's what they're going to look back and think of and I just felt like man for us if we didn't come out of all this and we're still in the midst of it but if we didn't come out of it saying that we were closer together as a family and ultimately closer to the Lord then we really would have been missing out on a great opportunity I think we've recognized that Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay, next question is from Amy, and she wants to know if Justin ate Taco Bell this year. Which, in case you didn't listen or if you don't remember, last year someone had asked us what what was the question? It was if you could shut down any fast food restaurant due to disgusting really food. Really controversial question. What, what would it be? Yeah, well, your answer was controversial. I said Taco Bell, and you talked about how good Taco Bell is, even though it basically gives you diarrhea. And you said Subway, and people did not like that. I mean, you got a lot of pushback on calling out Subway for potentially having frozen vegetables and all kinds of things. Yeah, the haters and the trolls really came out for that one. (laughs) Uh, But all I was saying is it might not actually be us eating fresh, quite like they advertised. But uh, great question, Amy, and follow-up. I appreciate you being legitimately concerned for my insides and their well-being. And I'm proud to say that I did not consume Taco Bell in 2020. Or Subway. I don't think we ate at either of those places. Nope, nope. We did branch out. 
some of our biggest outings were going to grab takeout and uh, yeah so we did try a number of new restaurants that way but we ate at some gross restaurants i would say like we ate at dunkin donuts because they got a beyond sausage breakfast sandwich which is fine but it honestly doesn't make any sense because then they put a real egg and real cheese on top of it so it's not like it's vegan. I mean, it's vegetarian, which is nice because a lot of places don't have vegetarian breakfast sandwiches. But, I mean, Dunkin' Donuts is a little little shady, I think. Well, and <laughs> Their donuts of, are good, but... <laughs> a lot of us can share the disdain for what has just been a rude awakening to so much food and takeout being not as good as in restaurant and that just being glaringly obvious yeah. as you get so excited to pick it up and try something you've had in the past and after it's been sitting in its wrapper for who knows how long and they're smaller portions that too uh so yeah that's been uh tough but uh no didn't do t-bell although i will say that seeing their recently advertised nacho party pack has been very (laughs) enticing i mean it just looks like this massive tray of just smothered nachos and that's right up my alley but no i've uh, had the restraint to to not go there and i would like to say and i can't say this with certainty because i don't regularly hop on a scale but i think i've been able to avoid the notorious quarantine 15 well good for you i can't say the same but good for you that's because you're growing a human yeah true okay next question what is your favorite quote of the year this question's from gabby and i thought this was a fun question can i go first absolutely okay my favorite quote of the year it's these are the days and that's a van morrison song and it's actually one of my like top five favorite songs and it's one I used to play for Baker when I was pregnant and yeah I just love that song and then I saw it recently I saw someone online had a poster of the lyrics hanging up and I was like oh my gosh I think I need that poster in my house because I don't know I feel like it's kind of a reminder of kind of like the whole like bloom where you're planted like that mentality of just owning the time that you're in and I feel like that's a great quote for 2020 as a whole but especially for me as I had a lot of like role changes and hard times adapting to not working anymore and being at home all the time it wasn't my favorite transition but but yeah I feel like that's a good quote to summarize kind of how I should remember like like I always tell myself someday you're gonna look back and you're gonna miss these days like even though it's hard to remember right now like that country song like you're gonna miss this <laughs> you're gonna want this yeah <laughs> so I yeah I think these are the days is kind of was kind of like my mantra and is still kind of my mantra right now that's awesome I I felt like what immediately came to mind when I considered this question really does have to do with some of the hardship in 2020 early on in April we uh, we lost one of our teammates with FCA one of my co-workers a young man tragically passed away it was a friend a brother felt like a son to me just an amazing young man and and his like life verse was first Corinthians 2 9 and it says what no eye has seen what no ear has heard and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. And to have that so kind of just ingrained in my heart as I walk through the mourning process and losing Rashad and continue to walk through that process, 
just ended up being such words of encouragement all throughout 2020 that really uh, all this is hard and difficult in so many ways and yet we have the opportunity to have our hope in something beyond this broken world and the things of it and that's a hope that Rashad clung to so uh, just uh, had that verse so ingrained in my mind and it also became a theme verse for our staff as a whole and just a constant reminder that our minds can't even fathom uh, the amazing things that God has in store for those who love him. Okay, another question that someone asked is, how did 2020 change your outlook on the human race overall? This is from Amy, again. And Heavy question, Amy. I know. I feel like she's trying to get us in trouble, like, <laughs> be political here. <laughs> well, but, I can start out okay. just so you can really comb through in your mind and make sure you don't say something that isn't politically incorrect. Okay. But I, and my thought is deep, deep response to a deep question, but I felt like one of the biggest changes in my outlook has come in the form of just a recognition, and I'm guilty of this as any, just as much as anybody else, but that we tend to, as the human race, live in, in more fear and worry than like our social media leads people to believe. I mean, we just clean up this outside image to everybody else, and yet uh, so many people are dealing with deep hurts, and those hurts were even beyond COVID. COVID just complicated those or maybe put them right in our faces in so many ways. But yeah, I just remember hearing this mantra time and time again of faith over fear, and yet fear is something that all of us have been dealing with in this in some way, shape, or form, regardless of our faith, because there's so many unknowns and question marks and uh, just things beyond our control but that's just seemingly become so clear with a lot of the response to this and just the clickbait news and the um, headlines that really just seek to uh, feed on our fears and it just seems like so much hysteria has come out of this and don't get me wrong we need to be understanding we need to educate ourselves and so much of this but I just feel like so much of our human response has been fear, worry, anxiety, and that's just hurt my heart to see. Hmm. Okay, well, I tried to take a slightly more optimistic approach, so <laughs> so thanks for bringing us down, and now let me build us back up, but um, no, I mean, I agree, there were definitely sad things, uh, I think, like, the divisiveness, especially in the United States, but even just with COVID, like, everybody has to wear a mask or I'm not wearing a mask like you don't get to tell me what to do like it's my right yeah (laughs) like just the divisiveness that came it that was weird and I feel like it was I don't know I don't want to say it's never been like that before because I'm sure that's not true but I hadn't personally felt like I witnessed a divisiveness like that amongst people so that was a bummer but I think there were a lot of things that were also encouraging about how we handled altogether a pandemic and really other crappy things going on. Kind of like you were referencing in your previous answer about the togetherness and the family time. Like that's one really cool thing is we saw families spend more time together for better or for worse. Like families were spending more time together. We saw a lot more focus on supporting small businesses and supporting people who don't have as much money, like aren't as financially stable, like they need our help right now. And we saw people talking about important issues that need to be talked about more 
so than ever before, or not maybe not ever, but more so than in years past when it comes to racial injustice and even when it comes to human trafficking. Like, I heard a lot more of those conversations going on, which not even though not all of them ended well, I think it's good that we're talking about these things. So I think there were a lot of positives and good things that came out of 2020. And I like to think that we as a race banded together as humans. And I know that wasn't always true, but <laughs> I want to think overall we're better for it. Yeah, and I want to hope that continues to be the case because with what I alluded to, and us having fear, I, I hope that there's a growing understanding of that no one's alone in this, you know. Uh, you might feel like you're physically alone because you're having to be in isolation or whatnot, but we've seen all the ways that, uh, you know, we're able to still be connected and to just use those opportunities to connect in a way that speaks life into one another and encourages one another and points people to hope. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lydia asked, what have been some marriage highlights and mishaps of 2020? I like that, trying to dig some stuff up here, good and the bad. I'll lead in this one, um, outside of the quality time together, which you're going to keep hearing as a theme, I also <laughs> felt like we just grew specifically as, as teammates, which we'd already been refined in that process in so many ways through first becoming parents. And I felt like we really banded together as a team. I felt like some of the trials of 2020 caused us to do that in ways also. And uh, I think that's great preparation too for taking on baby number two, slipping out of zone defense and into man-to-man. And then I also think our creativity, I'll call it quarantine creativity. I was gonna say that. It's been on the rise. But I'm, I'm questioning whether you actually mean it now because you badmouthed earlier on in this episode our quarantine date nights. I didn't badmouth them. I just I felt like I needed to give that disclaimer so people weren't going to at us and be like, "Yo, you were going on dates in March?" Like I didn't mean at a restaurant. Okay, that's all I was trying to communicate. Gotcha. Okay. I thought you were saying they were just lame quarantine dates. No, they were you know, exciting. We sought to go above and beyond. And another shout out to Mitch and Kate who stayed with us for 4 weeks. We really challenged all of each other to to like get creative, think of exciting things that we could do just to break up the monotony. I think one that comes to mind is that we converted our van into like this portable movie watching station. Uh, with Which sounds really it just before you describe it it sounds <laughs> I think I just described it as in a way that wasn't hey we put a mattress in the back of our van and the bad connotations that could come from that <laughs> I called it a portable movie watching station I know station. I just thought you were about to go into detail <laughs> no, and I wanted no. to give the disclaimer <laughs> but anyway we could go and watch a movie get out of the house uh, what else did we do what were some of the other fun quarantine date night we did a youtube well we did an actual drive-in movie which was fun too we did a youtube dance lesson night we did an intense game of truth or dare and i can't even tell you on this podcast what went down (laughs) (laughs) It it was fun i think everybody should do that 
Um, secrecy though on that one uh yeah we did uh the quarantine olympics oh yeah yeah everybody just google that and you'll see what we're talking about that was super fun we made it rain cash down from the fan yes i did post a video of that on instagram so a lot of people saw that you should leave in the notes for the show uh, a bunch of different ideas for this because obviously we're still in the midst of some quarantining in some ways but you don't have to be trapped in it folks you can try to make the best of it and get creative. So I think that's one of the marriage highlights for us is we got really creative in that sense. Now, some mishaps, as much as we were refined together as a team in good ways, I think we were challenged by some cross-country travels with a toddler (laughs) there in the midst of this. Overall, went fairly well, but uh, was hard at times. Praise God for an iPad. To be able and <laughs> iPad and snacks, I think, really helped us there. Then also, I'm gonna go ahead and self-disclose one of the biggest follies of 2020 for me, and that was, you know, how I love to love on my girl uh, and uh, make a big deal out of her birthday. November becomes Macvember. Uh, the week of her birthday becomes Princess Week. Uh, try to do it big and just do certain surprises along the way. Give gifts and really make her feel special in that time. And Princess Week comes along. I go to do as I've been doing in recent years, and I draw on her mirror. And so I draw, you know, like a little birthday crown and sash, and I'm all proud of myself, Uh, sit back and take it in. And Mackenzie comes in to see it, and she was very nice about it. Bless her heart, (laughs) continues to be in so many ways. But I had definitely, in complete confidence, wrote the number 26 uh, as if she was celebrating her 26th birthday. And I don't know how well your listeners know you. You're not afraid to share your actual age. But she was celebrating her 28th birthday. I was a fool, not one, but two years off in that. And I'm going to give myself credit in that, you know, you don't age to me, babe. And if you do, it's like a fine wine. So that was a bit of a mishap. Luckily, that wasn't too much of a bad one. No. The last thing I'd just mention is that like some Baker injuries can bring out the ugly in us. He's just a ball in a china shop. Wait, ball? A ball in a china shop? A ball can do some damage in a china <laughs> shop. It's like a super bouncy rubber ball. That's what I'm china. saying, like the, like the flubber type of ball. Um, or a bull in a china shop <laughs> and uh, just seems to seek out and find ways to injure himself. We did have our first stitches incident, which I really had hoped we could make it longer than 1.5 years. <laughs> yeah. Lo and behold, um, plans. my marriage mishap that I was going to mention, I couldn't think of a ton, but uh, actually it was about your birthday. Speaking of birthdays, so Justin's birthday is in September and I love birthdays. I love to plan a lot of special things for your birthday. And this year I had to get creative, obviously. We couldn't go too big. But I had, I think, three days of activities planned, didn't I? Like one night, one night we were going to go to my mom's house and we were going to watch a football game and have wings, which is like your favorite and then the next night we were going to have just a couple of friends over to watch more football and play in the backyard and hang out. And I had gotten a cake. I gotten an ice cream cake. I gotten all this stuff. 
And then the day after that, on your actual birthday, we were going to go on a boat ride in Charleston. Tour of the Charleston Harbor. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was obviously the big... That was your gift, too. So it was kind of expensive. Took a lot of planning. Anyways, so... (laughs) So, like, two days before all this is supposed to happen, you start feeling somewhat sickly and and i had the rona yeah (laughs) so not to totally throw you under the bus but justin has when it comes to illnesses he has worst case scenario disease (laughs) that's like like if you talk about it he'll convince himself that he has it (laughs) okay and it's out of legitimate concern for others in particular, my family in this case, I really did not want to get uh, my pregnant wife sick. Or but you'll one. you'll go so far as to make yourself sick. Like you'll yeah, yeah. you'll hear about someone else being sick, and then you think about it so much that you have made yourself sick before. And so Which I'm not hypochondriac status. It's no, literally just in situations like that where yeah. symptoms strike up, and I or or you've been around someone who had a symptom, and then you think all of a sudden you have it too. So you play the mental game a little bit, and so you wake up, and or well, it was weird. I woke up and you weren't there, and. I found you. (laughs) I isolated myself within our already isolation zone. So yeah, yeah, and you were like, you. I like walked in, and you're like, get out of here, (laughs) go away. And so then you called me and told me you're like, I think you know I have a sore throat, and I like I don't feel good. I don't, and I'm like, well, do you have a fever? I don't know. Like you weren't sure. But you were convinced that you had the Rona, and you even went and got tested, and you didn't have the Rona, thank God. But meanwhile, I'm thinking, okay, I'm like 90% positive he does not have it. Like, how could he have it? She was thinking man cold all the way. Man cold all the way. And you're ruining the freaking birthday plans I have for you. (laughs) So thanks a lot. So that was kind of stressful because I obviously didn't want to say that to your face, but I was like, that's what it was Suck in my head. Up. Yeah. <laughs> in my own head. I was like, he does not have it and he's ruining these birthday plans. But obviously, I was going to feel really bad if you did go get tested and you did have it. So I didn't say that. Luckily, we still got to do the boat tour. We postponed it a week. It rained on your birthday anyway. So we postponed it and it worked out fine. So we still got to do our birthday festivities. But that was... That was not a fun little stretch there. But it made it all the more memorable, did it not? Sure, I guess so. I'm going to step in now. Okay. Uh, Going with the question that really speaks into the very weekend that you're hearing this come out of, and that is our now annual, not just year in review podcast, but we try to take a time to get away and pray and plan together for the year as a whole and just be intentional about pressing into one another and getting on the same page right from the start. And so it's been really cool to do this episode on what is the heels of an awesome weekend of connecting. So we're in Hilton Head, South Carolina right now. We were blessed by some awesome friends to be able to stay in a resort. It has been the greatest weather, but we've been cooped up in a hotel room and able to just really connect and talk through and pray and plan for things and so the next question is how did you do on your goals for 2020 and that's always a part of this time for us as we look back at plans and goals that we've set in the past as we look forward into the future 
I think we were both encouraged. I can't speak entirely for both of us, but we were both encouraged just to see that even though COVID complicated so much of our goals and planning, I think we were able to still stick by so many of those. And it's just so neat to see as the years go on, and we've been intentional to do this, how the goals that we've set have really helped to see us create rhythms of just going about life the way that we know lifts us and brings us closer together and helps us balance unique things like becoming parents and just puts us on the same page where it truly is a team effort. We're not going at it alone. And so um, I think for the most part, we did a really good job with our goals. What do you yeah. Think? Yeah. I thought so too. I mean, there were some that we kind of laughed at, like one of our goals was to host friends once a month for dinner or host, host people, not just friends. And we were like, okay, well, that maybe happened like once before COVID. Or one of my goals was to find more of a work-life balance, like a balance with work and being a mom. And I was like, I did achieve that goal by quitting work. (laughs) By cutting out half the balance. Yes, Yes, I have achieved it. So there were things that we obviously planned and didn't foresee a pandemic happening and whatever. But But also some super ambitious goals, like you wanted to check the budget together daily. And then we realized that's that's unrealistic, so let's do once a week, and we did good at that. So we had to adjust them along the way, and that's actually something we've even talked about with our goal setting this time around, is let's sit down again in June and review our goals and see what's going well, what's not going well, what should we adapt, like what do we need to change, or even what have we forgotten? Like, is there anything that we were like, oh man, we said we were going to do that and we didn't. So I think that'll be good. Which leads into the next question of what are some of our 2021 goals? Yeah, and I did want to say this for listeners along the way here, you know, just if you think we're super ambitious or maybe even think you think we're overly ambitious. Uh, we definitely don't have it figured out as far as doing marriage, parenting, life in general. We talk a big game. <laughs> we talk a very big game. We fall short short more often than not. But it goes back to that intentionality of, you know, if, if you're not planning, if you don't know the direction you want to head, it's going to be really hard to get there. And so... I think it'd be great to also add in the show notes just some of the baseline of some of what we go off of or maybe some of the questions I, we I ask actually, each other. Funny you should say, Justin, because I actually, the week that this episode airs, a few days prior will have aired the Enlighten Me Mini episode for the month of January in which I discuss how we do our intentional goal setting for the year ahead. So the people, if you want it, it's right there. Just look on the podcast wow. list. Wow. Yeah. Well, that was a surprise I did not see coming. Uh-huh. Excited about that EMM to come. Uh, but yes, our goals for 2021, you're going to hear them here first, hot off the press. Uh, we're starting out strong. Uh, a few that I just want to note, I felt like a lot of what we talked about with goal setting really centered around this desire to create a space for us. Uh, that can be really hard to find when you just go through the motions day by day of work and parenting and keeping up the home and trying to build community and connect with others and all these things. Sometimes uh, your marriage can be put on the back burner. And so we just want to be super focused in on what it looks like to create time for us. And so uh, we've done something revolutionary. 
and we've even coined the term trademark pending. It is our space is what we're calling it. Mm-hmm. It's like MySpace for couples. Yes. <laughs> it's like MySpace, but cooler, right? More new age, more hip. And it's real life, not social media, <laughs> uh, where we actually take time and from 10 to 11 every night we're saying, obviously there'll be some variance in that, but we're going to try to hold tight to 10 to 11, uh, where we actually just set aside time to be together. And bear in mind that, you know, in our rhythms, at this point, we've put the, the baby down, we've um, done different cleaning projects, things around the house, workouts, we've got a workout and... in, things like that. But at least from 10 to 11, we're going to uh, spend time together. And that might be us working side by side, that might be us reading side by side, but it's just going to be a time that we see to it that we're together next to each other, spending time together. No TV. Yeah, and inviting the opportunity for quality conversation and connecting and just being really diligent about that. So really excited about the goals centered around this our space phenomenon. And then I'm also pretty pumped about, <laughs> it's funny how we attempt to do uh, catchy phrases with this. Maybe it's more me it's than you. you. Yeah. But uh, the other goal uh, centers around family over phones. And it's a whole plan we've laid out in trying to spend less time on our phones so we can focus more in on family time for not only us, but our little ones who are watching us. Mm-hmm. Yep, okay, so you summarized a couple good ones. The only other ones I'll mention are working out and eating better. We both have goals in that category just because, especially working out with COVID, that's been really, really hard. And not to mention being pregnant and having a toddler, like all those things compounded have made getting quality workouts hard. So we're going to try to get really creative in the next few months of how we're going to make sure we're maintaining our physical fitness and I think overall just being more intentional with our time together was kind of a big theme as we were goal setting like the hour space thing and being intentional with when we're using our phones and another thing we talked about is church because we're still doing online church and we don't want it to just be like okay church is on but we're all like doing whatever like one of us is eating the other one's you know, doing something on their phone or whatever. And we want to like take it seriously because this is church for the foreseeable future. So yeah, we've, we've just talked a lot about how we can be more intentional with our time in a lot of ways. So those are some of our goals and we feel good about them. Yeah. Some of many there. Uh, Next question is how do you feel about having a baby during a pandemic? Now, I think that... <laughs> did you notice that I spelled it bay? <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, I didn't We're going to have our little bay. <laughs> it will be our little sweetheart, no doubt. Um, and I don't mean that as if it's for sure going to be a girl. But even yeah, if we it don't know. is a boy, it's going to be our little bay. sweetheart regardless. Uh, yeah, still up in the air there. I do think this is one that you can speak into a little bit more so, being that you're the one that's actually birthing the child. Yeah. I'm more than I see we both wrote down scary, though, (laughs) or scared. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So full disclosure there, a short answer to that for me is that, um, yeah, kind of scared in ways to have a baby in the pandemic just with all the unknowns and the question marks. And me being at higher risk and then an infant being at higher risk. I think that's scary. But 
even just like the things that I didn't have to think about last time I was having a baby like one of my friends had a baby a couple months ago and she's like just so you know you have to wear a mask the whole time during labor and like I am very worried about that that sounds terrible like I'm all for wearing a mask but the whole time I'm pushing like last time I pushed for two hours and that is a lot of heavy breathing so I well, I was I thinking about that. that, you know, how they do the Lamaze classes, and we didn't take one of those, but do you think they still offer those, and, and do they incorporate mask, mask wearing. wearing in that? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe we should start that. We were actually just talking about all the benefits of masks and how much they do for us that we don't even realize besides protect us. That's right. Like, I was able to sneeze freely three straight times. Didn't even lift a finger today. <laughs> they are a built-in tissue. just sneezed right into that sucker. Yeah, and it even <laughs> did a pretty good job of absorbing snot as uh-huh. a byproduct as well. And what else? Well, I mean, I don't consider that one as much as <laughs> you see the blessing in it, but I'm sure. Right. You mean the... Well, we found out firsthand, (laughs) literally in the elevator ride up to our room just moments ago, we were reminded of the fact that it does drown out any sort of foreign sense. (laughs) So Justin likes that. You can now freely fart in public places and enclosed spaces thanks to masks because no one can smell them. Yeah, and I know there's some people out there that do get pretty openly upset with others if they aren't wearing their mask in public. I know personally, I tend to keep it on the inside, but there's some frustration there if people aren't courteous in my eyes. But that's a good way to get at them. (laughs) You know, passive aggressive, if you will. Lots of benefits to masks. But I don't want to wear one during labor, back to the original question. So yeah, there are a lot of unknowns and things that I guess we take for granted in some ways that make me nervous. But at the same time, I know a lot of people have done it, and everything has gone well, so I'm trusting that everything's going to work out. Well, if you think about it, post-baby, you know, we experienced this firsthand where there was a period of time where we just had to straight up hunker down. You know, we were in that survival mode, Mm -hmm. as I call it, Mm -hmm. and uh, in so many ways, we're already hunkered down. Yeah. So that'll be pretty We won't be missing out on anything. All right, next question. Uh, This one's also from Lydia. She asked, how have you tackled pregnancy with a toddler? Which is a great question because I feel like I have not tackled it very well. But there are a few things that I've done to make it easier. I mean, especially at first, it was really, really hard just dealing with nausea and feelings of being lethargic and just having no energy. That's hard on its own, let alone if you throw in watching a toddler all day. So, so yeah, it has been very tough, but, and and then also, then there's COVID, and we can't do some of the things that we normally would do, or be social in a lot of the ways that we would like to be. So, it has been hard, but I think there have been a couple things that have helped. I think one of them, shout out to you, Justin, has been you getting up with Baker in the morning just to give me a little extra time to sleep. And, you know, I totally get that that's not possible for everybody in this situation. Justin's been working from home since March, and so we've been blessed that he can help in the mornings and, you know, do that before he goes up to work. That's been really helpful just to give me a little extra restfulness time, especially when I was feeling nauseous. 
And then I know at the beginning there were also a lot of times where it was like, okay, how can I entertain Baker while I'm laying down <laughs> or, or not moving or whatever? And so I would end up on the floor a lot with him, whether it was reading books or playing with his toys. And I think kids appreciate that. Like I saw a good quote online that was like, the best moms are the ones who get on the floor with their kids. And I thought that was really good because it's kind of just saying you're not you know, you're not just, like, sitting there watching them play, but you're on the ground, like, playing with them, like, getting dirty with them. Getting to their level. Getting to their level, and, yeah, so even though I wasn't feeling good and didn't have a lot of energy, I could, I could lay on the ground, and that was fine, and I would be there, and he thought it was fun. And then the other thing I've done is I've tried to plan something for every day, basically. Like, every week, I look at the calendar, and I try to pick out something every day that we can both look forward to, that me and Baker can both look forward to, whether it's doing a play date with a friend or, you know, going to the park or whatever, like things that we feel safe doing right now, but just picking out something, like even if it's going to the grocery store or or going over to my mom's house to play at her park, like it doesn't have to be super exciting, but just giving us something to break up the day has helped a lot because a lot of those opportunities have been taken away with COVID, but I'm trying to still find fun things to do for us, so. Yeah, you've been an all-star with that. I've tried my best to be a good teammate along the way, but admittedly, my answer to that question, literally I wrote down, let mama sleep. (laughs) Uh, Just trying to take one for the team in the mornings predominantly, let you get that extra rest. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a team effort. Yeah, for sure. Hey everyone, this is your host Mackenzie, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening to part one of the annual year in review episode. I know that Justin and I had a lot of fun recording it, and I hope that you find us as funny as we clearly find ourselves. I'll be honest, I was not planning on this being a two-part episode, but we had so much fun answering these super thoughtful questions that so many of you submitted that I decided to split the episode into two parts rather than taking more content out. So I hope that you were able to laugh along with us, and I hope that you also found it helpful and got a few good tips coming away from some of our discussions, whether it's tips for goal setting in the new year, tips for how to have creative date nights even during a pandemic, and of course some inspiration as we leave 2020 behind us. The links to everything that we referenced today are in the show notes, which you can view on whatever app you're listening to if you scroll down, or on my website, heartfelthippie.com. And if you liked what you heard today, I'm going to ask that you please leave a rating or a review. I recently heard the statistic that less than 3% of listeners actually do this. So hey, I'm talking to the 97% of you that have not yet done so. Please take a few minutes just to leave a rating or review. I will take five stars if you will give it to me, but whatever you're willing to give, I'll take it. And also make sure you subscribe on whatever app you're listening to so that you know when the next episode is available. I will be back next week with my hubby as we continue the year interview episode. So subscribing will ensure that you do not miss it. Thanks again so much for listening. And until next time, leave a review for the show, subscribe to the show, and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. Pajama.